by far, we threw the biggest parties ever in Matlock. Matlock 18 basically forms an identity. Uh, no question. It it started, you know, over over time, once we started to get to know the people in the mm-hmm. complex, I think they understood that we were going to have a reputation of partying on, on the regular and just, just acting yep. a fool. Hmm. I thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission, a podcast where at the surface I just sit down in the studio with guests and then share our stories with you. But it's much deeper than that. My guests are longtime friends and family, and the stories we capture may make you scratch your head and wonder how we're still productive citizens. But I think you'll enjoy listening to Memories of Our Antics as I try to produce and shape them into engaging and fun audio stories. This episode is one of a few that is based on the college apartment that I lived in while attending school at Indiana University, Bloomington. From 1997 until 2000, Matlock Court Apartments 18 stood out as a shining example of young men who took pride in their apartment. Little quick background, Matlock Court Apartments is now Varsity Court Apartments, uh, located off of 4546 on the north side of Bloomington. If you are familiar with the area now, the apartments are crimson in color, but then they were a dirty gray. I sat down in the studio with former roommates, friends, and also my own family to gather their memories and perspective of living in or visiting Matlock Apartment 18. I met with 11 of them in total, and I want to thank them again for their time and for helping me capture some of our wonderful memories there at 18. In this episode, former Matlock 18 residents Mark, Mike, Nick, Kip, Brian, and Eppert share some memories about living there. Also, great friend and former Matlock neighbor Shane joins me. And lastly, you'll hear from my mother and father and a little bit from my brother David, a.k.a. Bubba, who you'll hear from more in the next episode. Guys, I hate to do it to you, but here's a spoiler alert. We got sued. In the last episode, you heard about a smell that was very difficult to describe with words. In this episode, we share some stories that would make one wonder why the apartment complex would sue us. We still just can't figure that one out. Next, Mike describes how Matlock 18 went from a boring, clean, newly leased apartment to one that was buzzing with activity and ingenuity. The boys attempted to protect the carpet with the tarp. And then all of a sudden, Matlock started start having some fucking parties. And doing it. You know how fucked up our place was. Like I said, we walked in, it was pretty damn new. Right. And it it turned uh, pretty damn gruesome really, really quick. <laughs> and the first uh-huh. one I feel like we we did, it caught some traction. The next one I feel like, holy shit. <laughs> yes. We would put down those blue tarps. That typically, <laughs> typically you would put over like a fucking random salvage car or something like that. You know, something yeah. that not, we would put that and we duct taped it to the floor thinking that it would save our carpet because we would have a DJ stand. We'd move the furniture. We'd have a DJ stand off to the side by the, by the sliders and 
somebody would be running because Pipke was all about his DJ stuff. Oh, so yeah. we oh, yeah. we ran that those parties like no other. Next, you'll hear Mark describe the tarp, and you'll also hear how it didn't take long for us to creatively decorate our apartment with holes. I still have no clue why we got sued. We were just trying to make the place look good. And I remember we put down this gigantic tarp. Mm -hmm. We were like, all right, we're going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Okay. Uh, Tarp wasn't successful? No. All it did is collect the shit. And then when we moved the tarp, Uh it just got onto the carpet anyway. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) it, it was, uh, it was, it was shot within. And I honestly, I think within a month, maybe two months, we had already broken one door, uh, like massive hole in it. Um, yeah, it didn't take us long. My main man, Kip, who was also flummoxed as to why we got sued. He also described how we took the time to try to save the carpet with the tarp. First couple couple years, I mean, we tried to save the carpet. We'd put tarps over it, we'd (laughs) duct tape it down during parties. How did Um, that work? I think people ended up ripping holes in the tarps. So this went through. Cigarette smoke, burning a plastic. Yeah. Yep. Nasty beard just not even soaking into anything, just laying yeah. on top. Well, anybody that comes over, you know, they don't give a <laughs> shit. It's not their carpet. Hell no. Hell no. Next is Brian, who also brought up the proactive steps the boys took when laying a tarp down to avoid cigarette stains. None of us residents smoke cigarettes, but since we were great hosts and the tarp was down for protection, we let our guests smoke away. Why would great hosts like that get sued? He then described a few social gatherings that we had and also his DJing skills. No Bluetooth speakers then, just Brian's hundreds of CDs and cassettes. We wrap it up by sharing our opinion of why Matlock 18 was so popular. We would have part like we wouldn't just have parties. We would have parties to the point where you had to we put down tarps. <laughs> there weren't even a whole lot of like regular cigarette smokers in our mm-hmm. home. I mean, yeah, we'd, no. have the, we'd have the drunk smokers right. and stuff like that, but like we didn't even have like regular cigarette smokers. Mm-hmm. And there's cigarette stains all over, like through the tarp into the carpet. I mean, like so we didn't, and, and that cigarette smell was even embedded in Malak 18. And we had no smokers. <laughs> and I remember I used to DJ a okay. lot of the parties because I did have the equipment in. Eight million CDs, and mm-hmm. I think I even had my I had my cassette tape player also hooked up, and because I was running two three lines, all right, I had my cassette tape player hooked up there too. So I mean, the parties were outright. We had, I mean, shoulder to shoulder inside. You had the the patio just filled with the patio yeah. would be spilling over with people. Uh-huh. You weren't. It wasn't one of those things where you're going to a frat party and you got to hear all the. I got to play like I didn't play like the. Top 40 hip hop stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Fuck it was that. Tupac. Yep. DJ Quick. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Not a lot of Cisco or whatever thong no. song going on back no. then. We played the real Wu-Tang, deal shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we Damn were playing right. like, stuff that we wanted to listen to because it's our party. Yep. But nine times out of 10, you're, play, and you're playing that stuff and everybody could get down to that stuff. Damn right. Biggie, Pac. I mean, come on. And I don't know, Picky. It is all those things. It's the beautiful tarp. It's the music it's the smoke Budweiser mural it's the Budweiser mural Carmen Electra staring down at you it's all those things but guess what talking to everybody it was the people man oh no doubt about it hands down we it were was all us. like 
No, I'm, I said I'm dead earlier serious. in the interview too. It wasn't your. It's not. This isn't your typical college, and, and not no. downplaying anybody that. I'm sure people have met some of their best friends in college and stuff like that. But we were already like best of friends for a decade. You know what I mean? Like it, a, a lot of us, even more than that. Like it's. Well, I guess when we were absolutely nineteen, twenty. Yeah, quite, I mean, at least to back to twelve, and then a lot of us back to we were six, seven, eight, kindergarten, four, second, five, third grade, you know? exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so it is the people. And but then, I mean, look at it now. I mean, that same group of people is still close as hell. So that goes to tell you. Have you ever forgot about a bag of potatoes in the cupboard? We did once for probably a couple of years. I think we discovered them when what looked like a branch was protruding out of the cabinet. Next, my brother Bubba asked me about the potatoes. And then Nick and I also discussed them. Didn't you guys find a sack of potatoes? Oh, yes. Where <laughs> like months and months and months later? I think we would have, it, it probably expired. We would have been fine if it was the previous year. So it was probably like <laughs> April 1998 it expired, but we checked it April 1999. And we yeah. pulled it out and there were vines growing out of the potatoes. <laughs> Like, we could have double-dutched with the vines right. growing out of the potatoes. <laughs> like, we could have seriously, like, tied a rope and skied with that. Ugh. The, the potatoes that had suddenly uh, formed a new potato growth <laughs> started growing tree trunks from them. How did that happen? Like, did someone... I, I think someone bought them and forgot That's that they happened. were theirs. Right, and every, everybody looked like, whose are those? Well, not mine, not mine, not mine. And then, yeah, then we have a forest growing in our cabinet. I mean, there were like bird's nests in it and everything, and, you know, bir <laughs> birds flying in and out of it. Jack and the, Jack and the beanstalk, <laughs> you know. Oh, Lord. Now a small word from one of our sponsors. This episode is all about a filthy college apartment with awful smells. If you want some good smells and a clean, friendly atmosphere, Beef O'Brady's on State Road 23 in Granger, Indiana would be a wise choice. Good burgers, tacos, wings, fajitas, and even surf and turf are on their menu. Check out their weekday restaurant deals and family meal deals. Also, you can check out their catering menu. Grabbing takeout food for the family is simple. Just order online for quick and easy pickup. They have a full-service bar and a party room that you can reserve for your family, friends, or business. As I've uh, mentioned before, I've rented out the party room a few times, and if you're like me and don't like to deal with all the little, little, little details like forks and knives, it's perfect for you. All you need to do is just call them up, uh, reserve the room, tell them how many people and um, what you would like to eat and drink, and that's it. They do the rest. You just mingle and have a great time. Give Beefs a call. The wait staff is wonderful. And the owner's a good dude as well. Side note about sponsors, Dagwood Subs in B-Town, we have an open slot just for you. Please consider partnering with us. There is nothing like a Dagwood Supreme on wheat with extra, extra special sauce. I've literally been buying that same sandwich from them for over 20 years. When I go down to visit my son in B-Town, it is a must that I get a Supreme. It's also a must that I bring a cooler packed with ice so I can bring my buddy Eppert back a Supreme as well. That's how dedicated we are to your sub shop, Dagwoods. Please consider partnering with us. So far, 
I know you listeners are as puzzled as we were when we got the summons to appear in court to answer to Matlock Apartments' lawsuit. Next, Mark and Nick share their memories of the time that they cared so much about the looks of the apartment that they chopped down a tree to keep the original look. Apartment complexes all across Bloomington want to ensure that their complexes are just kept pristine and spotless. And a part of that is landscaping. They hire the best landscapers to come in and to make sure that all the shrubs are trimmed and all the leaves are picked up and everything. Well, it is, from what I understand, by the time I moved there, it was too late. But from what I understand, there was a pretty tree right out front of 18. Can you talk about what happened to that tree? Um, I believe the statute of limitations is, has run its course. So yes, yes, this was I 23 can. years ago. <laughs> uh, well, I had a little bit of a background in landscaping. I had done okay. some summer work for some landscaping companies, and I just wanted to pitch in and do my part. Keep okay. The, keep the complex looking nice. There were things like uh, there, there was a little sapling tree out in front okay. of the apartment that you know, it was a nice, was a nice tree, but it blocked our view of the, of the horseshoe. <laughs> right, right. You know, the the the, com- the common area where the everyone that, yeah. would spend time. Um, well, what they did, uh, they planted a tree, and I don't remember what kind of tree it was, but literally seven feet from our patio door, um, and as you looked out uh, north from our patio door you could see the entire cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. Basically see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy the sunlight coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, they put a freaking tree right there and uh-huh. you couldn't see anything. Uh, you couldn't see the girls as they're walking by. Enjoy that view. College. Yeah. Um, don't put trees in front of... No, college. you don't. God. So... Did we did we request permission to remove the tree from <laughs> our yard? No. We just ripped it out. It was probably 1, 2 a.m. one night. Uh, I decided I didn't want the tree blocking our view anymore. Okay. Uh, so I I gave it a trim. Yeah? Yeah. Trimmed some of it off so that we had a better view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember partaking. I, I think I was gone at class all day. Came home and I'm like, pretty sure there was a tree there. What? What happened? Where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's great. Yeah, management did. I think they sent us a letter, and they I think they did. They, I know that they somebody knocked on our door, and they were threatening us with legal action, and they were gonna they were gonna put the amount to um, replace the tree onto our rent. Wow. And we're like, no, you're not. No, we have absolutely no proof that we did this. Like, true. Just, you said you know, the number of people that walk by here every day, True. like any, yeah. So they had no real leg to stand on. Um, I started getting a little carried away with it though, because we had some friends that lived in Matlock Nine, and they didn't like their tree either. Um, so <laughs> one night, although I didn't have the saw that night, did you contract so, out your services? <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I was helping them. We were trying to push that one over. Okay, um, didn't work though. We weren't strong enough, but <laughs> not enough uh, bush lights. Uh, no, or, or too many, as the <laughs> or case too may be. Many. <laughs> <laughs> My great buddy Shane lived with a few friends of ours who were girls in Matlock 16, two doors down from us. It was the exact same apartment as ours, same floor plans, stairs were in the exact same location, kitchen exact same location, everything was the exact same. 
Except when you walked out of our apartment and into their apartment, you might as well be stepping into another dimension. Because theirs was clean, and ours wasn't. Shane and I talked about that, and then my mother and I talked about the time where we walked her down there to show her what our apartment would look like clean. She walked in in sheer amazement. Here's Shane. So you lived a few houses down with a few females, right? Yes. Okay. And my mom, dude, my mom was telling me when I was talking to her that she she remembered walking into that house. Well, she didn't she didn't know which one, but it sparked me. And she said, yeah, remember when we walked down to another apartment where it was your buddies, some girls lived there. And I said, yeah, it was Varga and a couple girls. And she said she walked in there and it was like the same setup as our apartment. Except it was like brand new and it was clean. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That is exactly right. You're so used to our apartment being disgusting and then you walk into yours and man, it was... Yeah, you could eat in there. Yeah. I do remember going a couple apartments down and looking at one of the girls' apartment Mm -hmm. and it was... <laughs> it was so clean. I do remember that. It was our same apartment, but you know, same right, layout. Exactly. Except it clean. was so it was surreal to walk <laughs> into a clean house. After my junior year, we had a change in the roommate situation, and my good good friend Ebert moved in. I don't think his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Eppert, were prepared on moving day for what greeted them when they first opened the doors to Matlock 18. Next, my father and mother describe how bad they felt that day. Then, Eppert chimes in with his own father's thoughts. And Big Jim, I know you're up there in heaven looking down on us, shaking your head. Rest easy, Mr. Eppert. The, the, the beginning of your second year, uh, when we went to take you down, uh-huh. and oh my God, uh, there were there was a change in the roommate yep. situation. Uh-huh. There was you now. Eppert was going to be down there, and somebody else had moved out. And I don't know if AJ was involved or what, but nevertheless, I just remember Mrs. Eppert, <laughs> you know, really wanting to get that place cleaned up. And mom and I just looked at each other. We thought, man, there is, you are just wasting your time. You know, you are wasting your time to shithole, live with it. You yep. know, yeah. but you know, I felt so bad for her because reality was, <laughs> I'm sure within a week, clean. whatever she would have yeah. done. Exactly. <laughs> You're entirely right. And I do remember Epi's parents coming down and scrubbing and trying to clean the apartment. You know, and I felt so bad. Like, hey, by next week, it's going to be a pigsty again. I mean, I helped a little bit, but I thought this is futile. I I felt so bad for them. It was his first year living there, so they were expecting a brand new clean apartment, but they weren't. Right, and they were scrubbing and getting his groceries. (laughs) Hey, I'm a veteran of this. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't ready for the the beast no. that was Matt. I don't know 18. if they ever became accustomed to it or not. My dad, on the other hand, damn it, Matthew! <laughs> what the hell have you gotten yourself into living here? 
Next, Mike and I talk about laying a replacement basement door on the top of his Toyota Tercel, and then just holding on to it as we drove down State Road 37. Then, Kip talks about how the basement door was damaged. I still have no clue why we got sued. I mean, we fixed that door. Then, you'll hear my father, Joel, my mom, Kim, and Eppert describe why Joel believed in the saying, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. He knew that he needed to teach his son and his son's roommates the lifetime skill of how to patch holes. We were talking earlier about the time where you and I drove to Lowe's to replace the door that we punched, yeah. that we were punching <laughs> holes through to the basement in your white Toyota Tercel. And we yeah. had it on the roof. And I highly doubt we even had rope. I pretty much think that we were holding I it. We, did. we were I holding think we were just it. Holding we were. <laughs> forgot about that man yep. uh, that all started one day it just peterson came downstairs with a hammer and put the fucker in the door <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> just kind of laughs and then i pick up the hammer put it start doing fists and i don't know what got into him i do remember your dad taking you to what, home depot and by teaching you how to patch the holes yeah, he did. that you guys punched in the walls. <laughs> I don't know if you still remember how to patch holes. I do. And luckily, I haven't punched any holes in walls lately. Well, you have a plaster house. And I have a plaster house, not drywall. Yes. But yes, the holes yes. that were punched, we uh, dad taught us how to, how to patch them. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, Patching Holes 101 seminar. <laughs> Matt, he sure did. Matlock 18. <laughs> he gathered all you boys around. This is how you do it. For yes. future reference, this is how you patch <laughs> holes. Yeah, when you're, of course, I don't think Dylan will ever do it. I was going to say, you know, for future reference, when your kids are in college, but I don't think Dylan will no. do it. And I don't know around when this was. It must have been the spring when we went to a home improvement store Okay. To buy supplies for drywall repair. <laughs> because I think mm. that your your landlord charged X amount of dollars per hole. Oh yeah, like fifty or a hundred a hole. Okay. Yeah. And for fifty bucks at the drywall store, the mud, the the not drywall tape, the drywall knife as they call it. Uh-huh. And a little bit of knowledge. I believe that I explained to one or two of you guys, maybe Matt Epper and you, I don't know. How to repair holes. Don't know if you ever did it. Well, no, we did because well, it was, okay, it was a seminar. It was a se- <laughs> seminar in Matlock 18, how to repair drywall holes. Bringing up your dad once again, uh, Joel gave me uh, the knowledge of how to patch a, patch a wall yes. using spackle, yes. a small piece of wood with a rope in the middle of it. Yes, yes. And, you know, he... I, I still know that method to today. I love it. And God damn, if I didn't patch 50 50 holes in that apartment, I didn't patch one. Next, we wrap it up with discussions of sheer grit and determination. After finding out that we got sued, our feelings were hurt. I mean, all that we did for Matlock Court Apartments, and they repaid us by suing us. It hurt. Well... If we learned one thing from living in Matlock 18, when something gets in their way, you chop it down, punch a hole in it, or knock a hammer through it. 
Eppert and I punched, chopped, and knocked a hammer through Matlock Court Management's frivolous lawsuit. With the help of our angel, free student lawyer, the lawsuit was dropped. To our angel, who is somewhere out there practicing law 23 years later, we are forever grateful for the free help that you gave us. Next, Varga and I talk about our lawsuit, and then we wrap it up with Eppert and I discussing it as well. Uh, I mean, you walk in and you can instantly say, well, these dudes aren't getting their deposit back. <laughs> no, we didn't. That's for sure. <laughs> we got sued. <laughs> as well you should have. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, we got but sued. I, it was absolutely zero surprise. So the only so when Peterson and them moved out, Eppert and I were the only ones to actually physically walk down and re-sign the lease. When we moved out, Brett and AJ were never officially on the lease. Only Matthew Eppert, Matthew Emery. So about Three months after we moved out, I'm student teaching up here. I get a certified from Monroe County. So it was, you know, Matlock apartment versus Matthew Emery and Matthew Eppert. So we got sued for, it was like, I don't know, 2200 bucks or something like that. And um, that so we, cheap. we, plus the deposit was gone. We knew that. So it would have been what the deposit was a great. Oh, everybody's so, deposit was gone. That was a yeah, scam. It was a big scam. Well, this was a scam. Turns out most families cut a check and they want to be done with it. Well, I didn't have fucking, I didn't have a thousand bucks. You know, I just didn't have it. And so we wanted to fight it. So Eppert went and got a student lawyer. The student lawyer looked at it. It was for free. The student lawyer, you know, looked at it and said, Matlock fucked up because they did not itemize their charges. They only put like big top, like carpet, 800 bucks. This Five, they, they're supposed to itemize everything, and they didn't, so we got out of it. Sweet. I, I came across a, a pending uh, litigation of an actual lawsuit um, regarding Matlock, Matlock Court Apartments. Matlock Court Apartments versus Matt Eppert. And Matt Emmert. I love it. I love it. Um, the reason for that is they there was some damage when we left, man. <laughs> right. And I and painted that. Up, I painted the apartment with permission. With permission, and I think that negated our lawsuit. <clears throat> or no, I can't remember. They tried charging us for paint, even though you painted. Right. With their permission. Right. And they tried charging us for a few other things, but what they didn't do, they didn't uh, itemize all the charges. That's right. And I think I got a lawyer for students. Student, that's right. Three. That's right. And all they did, I think they looked at it and they got thrown out because they didn't give itemized. Where that's most, right. Most parents would have cut a check. Yeah, I forgot because I went to the law yeah. school. The Yeah, the Student Lawyers Association or whatever yep. it was. Yeah, yeah, most yeah, yeah. That's a great. Cut a check. That's awesome. Yeah. And no, we yep. uh, we played hard, but we, we made everything all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission. I hope it reminded you of your college apartment. And when you laid tarp down thinking that 200 plus visitors wouldn't still ruin the carpet. Or when your father taught you and your friends how to patch the multiple holes punched in the walls. Or it might have reminded you of the time you chopped a tree down just to save your college view. That's happened to everyone, right? Appreciate you spending your valuable time listening. And I do have a few favors to ask of our listeners. 
please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. We're on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, to name a few. If you haven't yet, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Memory Mission and on Facebook at Memory Mission. I'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts, what you love about the show, what you'd like to hear on the show, or anything that I can do to improve. Reach out, memorymission at gmail.com, or message me on Twitter or Facebook. If you can think of anyone that you know who would appreciate the show, please be sure to pass it on to them. I thank you once again for spending your valuable time listening.